Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Closet Confessions podcast. Y'all better be excited because I am doing episode two. Wait, is it episode? What did I say? Two part? Part two? Part two. Part two with my best friend, my accountability partner, my, not my boo, but my... Ashanti singing. <laughs> he just keeps singing Ashanti. We're doing part two, y'all, so let's get right into it. You already know who he is, but I'm going to let him reintroduce himself. My name is Robbie Roach, and I am Nicole's best friend. Yes, but this uh, episode is going to be about everything that he does and that he knows. And so we're going to share some expertise that we both believe are going to be super beneficial for anyone that owns a business. Are you ready? Are you ready for this, y'all? If you own a business, you have a website? Let's let them answer. Here's the thing. Uh, if you First of all, if you don't have a website, Robbie, would you agree that if you don't have a website, you need to get one? Absolutely. The um, second one is you need to, um, you know, don't, unless you're in the website building and um, designing business, don't try to do it yourself. Please don't. Right. So why should, um, number one, people have a business, have a website, and if they've had one for several years, you know, the refreshing of it mm-hmm. needs to happen. So yeah, tell us. So as a brand, um, in 2022, everything is so digital, especially post-COVID. So a lot of businesses are creating websites or have created a website to create an online presence. I like to look at websites as your um, your storefront online. So it represents your brand. When someone you like to, I mean, that's when, what they are. Right, exactly. Right. So when someone visits your website it's as the equivalent as if they're walking into your office 100. or walking into 100 and so you want that website to be built in a way that communicates your value proposition or like what we would call your offering so exactly wh- and i remember sorry to interrupt no, but i remember over or about 10 years ago when i you know worked um at Caledon Virtual, which Robbie is um, still with Caledon yes. Virtual, that uh, that's when mobile websites, people had mm-hmm. their websites, mm-hmm. businesses had their websites, and they were beautiful and they were great. But when you, you know, as we got the iPhones were becoming more, and the smartphones were yeah. becoming more popular, you would go to search that as you're out and about and search a business from your phone. Right. And wow. That was so horrible, I remember. some Because yes. they were not um, formatted. Formatted. Yeah. Formid- formatted. It, it, Thank you. Formatted. Usually websites back then, around 10 years ago, most people had a desktop website, but they never really optimized for mobile. And again, since it- 2020, we're in 2022, I think there was like this... Um, this statistic that was like over 90% of Americans have a smartphone. So when they're interacting with your brand, more than likely they're getting to your website through their phone. They're doing a Google search, they're doing a voice search, and then your website pops up. When you are analyzing businesses' websites, uh, what are the three top things that a website should have as far as... um, aesthetics and or functionality 
Yeah, absolutely. So a website should have these three things, a value proposition, a call to action, and value added content. Exactly. So those three things are a value proposition. What are you offering? Are you offering a retail product or a service? And then a call to action. Typically, a call to action is put above the fold. So that way, when you first come to the website, your uh, your initial look when you're looking at that site. What do you want them to do? It, yeah, there should be a button that says click here to learn more. If it's more high awareness, high funnel, or if you want them to do an action, download here, click here, buy now, shop now. Yep. Basically, a call to action to drive them further into your site. And then the third thing is value added content. And that just means that in that page, you want to communicate with words and images. Um, You want to be able to communicate value to your ideal target demographic without expectation of anything in return. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. So you want to make sure that when they are, when they leave your website, there was something of value that they gained. They'll remember you. Right. They will, and they'll want to go back. Yeah. And so a lot of times it's user stories and outlining why, why a product or service is good for a solution or a problem that, that your target demographic is trying to solve. Right. Um, Based on your expertise and knowledge, would you say that most people are on a social media platform and then from there go to your business website? Yeah, so 10 years ago... Likely no. The answer Correct. to that question is no. They were they, just typing, were just typing, typing the it Google in Google or their phone. I think now um, social media, Facebook and Instagram have seen an over 350 times increase each year in users. So they're still continuing to increase. Mostly it's Instagram. Facebook's kind of leveling out these days. Right. But they're all, they're, you know, they're owned by Meta. But um, <gasps> Meta. You, you know, you want to be able to communicate your value proposition on your social media platform so that you can drive them to your website, which is your storefront, which is your office. And that way you can control the narrative when they're on your website to do whatever you want. Subscribe to your podcast or buy your products, inquire about a service. Exactly. And wouldn't you say that, uh, at least just with your experience and what you do, that there are times where you will find a brand or a business that are just killing the social media game. Like by yeah. killing, we mean that's a good thing. Like just <laughs> just doing really, really well. And it mm. seems that they're putting all their eggs in that basket. Yeah. But then you click on their website and it's like a wah, wah, yeah. wah. Yeah, yeah. And they need to correlate. Yeah, they, they need to correlate. And a lot of times, though, one of the challenges I see on social is that a lot of brands don't share their website as often as they could. Why do you think that is? I'm not sure. I think Instagram in the last six months has uh, mm-hmm. given the functionality to swipe up to a link. Sure. Or to click, or to a click link, the click link. The it's link. more click. It used yeah. to be. Yep. The click so the link. Because they've added that, that functionality, I think brands are a little bit slow to adopt that. They're a little bit slow to realize that that's an option. Right. But I think if you were to look at all your posts in a week, 30% of your posts should be an ask to drive back to your website. Right. And at the end of the day, isn't Google still the king? Absolutely. Google is still the king. Google um, is 
comprises over 90% of searches. So Correct. being able to, to uh, optimize your website on the Google search engine is going to be imperative for your website. I have noticed that there are brands or businesses that what I believe are air quote killing it in the social media game, like their Instagram and then I click on their website and I feel like I have gone into a different place. Yeah. Like it's just not correlating. Um, so. So to my, my one of the things that's really important to outline with digital marketing is that you use social media to drive traffic to a website. That's where your audience is built. Or into your doors. Into correct? your doors. Exactly. You're, you're, you're. Your website should be built to succeed and to have the value proposition, all the three things we just talked yes. about. It should be built that way before you start putting a lot of effort on your social platforms. Yes. Because in an, in a way, what you're doing is you're wanting to earn the right to drive those people from social media to your website. Because once they hit your website, you tell them your brand story. Now they're in your domain. You're able to educate them, engage them, tell them about the things you want to tell them about. But in but if your site's not built out like that and it's not communicating that and you're spending all your time on social, you're really just driving people to a website that's not doing its job. And so a lot of times I help brands make sure that they both engage in both sides like social media is is you know on instagram it's five reels a week up to two to three posts a week five um stories a week a lot of effort goes into social media but at the same token websites have a lot too for sure i think too um because i'm old school not to date myself but you can have a big billboard on i-70 as big as you want and if but if someone pulls over on and walks into your place and it doesn't match that billboard that called them to action to come into your building Mm -hmm. they're gonna be brand disconnect brand Brand disconnect there we go they have a brand disconnect and it's harder to earn the the right to sell to them, earn yep. the right to ask them to do something on behalf of your brand. Yep. So you want to earn that right. And and just like you said, that billboard is the same as social media. That's so what I'm comparing. Yeah. So if you're spending all your time on a really great billboard, but then your storefront and your when they walk in it's there's a big disconnect. It's yep. like not matching. That's a that's a brand that'll be a brand challenge for sure. Well, and brand challenge means to just uh, you know I think that the um, the social media the followers that you have are the people that know you and they're loyal to you and they'll share your stuff and it's all about sharing is caring. But what about the person that has never stepped foot into your business and so they like see a friend who shared your social media post and now they're on your social page Mm -hmm. but they want to click your website to find out more about you and then your website has just like like stopped them stopped them so very important some of the people that are really doing it well um that have a really great website and a really good social presence you'll see that they use a system called linktree and that's when you put a link in your your bio or anywhere in the profile of your social media platform. And when you click on it, you can see different links on that brand. So yes. a brand might have their website on there, but their Twitter link and their Instagram link. And um, maybe they have an Etsy shop. So they put their Etsy yeah. link on or there. Or my blog. And it gives them the ability to control the narrative of their audience so that you can engage them yeah. and meet them where they're at. 
So you just, I feel like, gave some information that I know a lot of people do know about Linktree, but I also think there's probably people that don't. Um, Yeah. But let me ask you this. What are, because we like things in three, you know, what are the three things that, as a business owner, I should keep in the back of my mind or in the front of my mind when I'm trying to choose who am I going to have do all this? Yeah. Um, Good question, Nicole. So three things would be the first thing would be you want to pick a company that um, asks questions you want to pick a company that asks a lot of questions what kind of questions questions about your brand but more importantly questions of why you do the things you do i love that and when they know you and they can ask those level of questions or to care know your clients like care for to example, know your wife my clients i know their favorite colors i know um, where what they dreamt about in terms of how they see their brand become why they started why they started what their passions are and it's because i ask a lot of questions and so when you're looking to um, hire a web company you want to find that person on their team that asks a lot of questions so you understand that that they understand you so would you say don't be annoyed with a lot of questions being asked by the marketing company um instead be annoyed with the marketing company that just wants to tell them about themselves or what they need before asking the question yeah yeah okay a second thing would be that you want to pick a company that understands your industry so if they has done market research they understand market research but they understand your industry if you are looking at three different companies and one company has a specific experiences within your industry let's say skincare or healthcare and you pick that company that's specialized in it they're going to even though they may have worked with competitors or maybe they've worked with other people that do what you do they're going to know the nuances of your industry so that they're able to expedite the the awkwardness when you first work with a company makes sense the expertise like how many other people that do what I do or yeah. um, are in the business of what I do or what I sell? Yeah. How many of those do you work with, number one, would yeah. you say? Or yeah. or just how much do you know about so what it is I do or sell? We do a lot of websites for plastic surgeons and medical spas. Right. And so those, those types of... Um, businesses we do really well with because we've been in the industry i was a marketing director for a really well-known beverly hills plastic surgeon and when we when i had that experience i was able to understand all the nuances of that industry so when you're looking for a company to do a website for you look for a company that has experience in your industry totally makes sense and what's the third thing the third thing is super simple go choose a company that you like Okay. Do, do work with people that you genuinely like. If you don't like who you work with, the end product for surely is not going to reach its potential. You want to work with someone that you really, really enjoy being around. Like vibe. You got to yeah, vibe you with them. Vibe and with if you them. don't vibe with them, then that's, that's okay. okay. <laughs> and a lot of times we vet out um, clients where they check off all the boxes, but but for some reason... You we don't. Just, yeah, we, we, we don't vibe well. Um, that's admirable and, and and those are those are clients and it makes say, sense here are some other agencies you might take a look at but you want to have a good vibe with your client 
for sure, for sure. Okay, let's leave one last thing. Um, how do we tell people, or how do you tell people, like, when they say, I don't have the budget for it? Yeah. Mm. So, that, one, get how, the budget like, for it. And then secondly, expect that you're going to redesign your website every three to five years. You have to. And I mean, just like we change our wardrobes. You, yeah, Can we you, high five on that yeah, one? Yeah, absolutely. You want to be able to update it every three to five years and, and expect to spend about twenty-five dollars to $4,500 on that. To and, do that. And, and the reason why I'm throwing out these these numbers is because... These are rough. Ten, ten, they're rough, but 10 years ago, a custom website was going for about $4,500. Right. Now... We're looking at around ten to fifteen thousand. Right. You know, a big website of uh, of a brand. Now, if these numbers, if you're listening to this and these numbers are really, really making you extremely nervous, recognize that there are other ways that we can get you there. Find a company that's willing to work with you. If you acknowledge that that's where you want to be and you may not be there. There are so many agencies out there that have programs and ways and payment plans and ways to actually make sure you get what you need out of your brand. What I would advise you not to do is don't try to go and do it all on your own because this is a this is an expertise that needs to be you need to seek out for your brand. 100%. I mean, unless you are in the business of being a marketing company, which this isn't, I mean, you can listen to this, but um, this is for the people, you need to be focusing on what you do well and exactly. why you started your business. So let someone else handle getting the people in or buying or, per, you know, using your Building services. Building that website, doing it your is. digital marketing service. None of it is rocket science, okay? <laughs> but it is stuff that you don't want to inundate yourself with. Robbie, I think everything that you have just shared is something that is so useful to people. Um, and I am obviously always appreciative of you All joining things. and being willing to record Anytime. with me. And so... um to just wrap this all up, you want to tell people exactly how to get a hold of you if they're like, I love everything you've said and yes. I want to know more and I maybe and I want to work with you, Robbie Roach. Rob yes. Roach. If you are wanting to look at um, how your website is already, you know, performing, or maybe you want to start a new website, um, I would love to speak to you and. You could reach me at Robert, that's my first name, at <laughs> Caledon Virtual, C-A-L-E-D-O-N virtual.com, um, or shoot Nicole a DM and she can connect me. Thank you for listening and stay tuned to the next episode of Closet Confessions Podcast.